So, uh, Kyla Lewis, welcome back to the journey. And uh, I know that uh, right now it's a, a pretty unprecedented time uh, in our in our world history, um, and right now specifically in the United States and what's going on in Rockford. Um, specifically, obviously, I'm talking about the uh, uh, the coronavirus or the COVID um, uh, novel COVID nineteen. Um, so. Right now, um, we're beginning the second week of, and probably even the third week of how it's impacted uh, the Northern Illinois um, area. And obviously, it's been going on worldwide since um, since January uh, of 2019 or 2020, and maybe beginning of, of December of 19. Um, some communities are beginning to recover um, uh, far east, but here in the United States, we're getting impacted um, right now. And um, and obviously, there's huge concerns for the um, for certain populations and and for specifically the hospitals and the first responders. So, um, so what are your thoughts? What 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 are your thoughts about all this? That um, with every all the businesses being um, closed down except essentials. Uh, what yeah? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um obviously a lot. I think that there's so many layers to this, mm-hmm. you know, just as an individual and then collectively. One, I'm grateful that we have the internet right now. I know that a lot of people might view it as something negative where a lot of, you know, fear and and negativity is being spread. But imagine if we didn't have the internet right now, yeah. like we wouldn't be able to share this. Sure. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't be able to get information quickly or help each other or yeah. feel like, oh, we're not alone. Yeah. So gratitude for sure for, for that. Um, gratitude for a lot of other things too. You mentioned first responders. My mom's a nurse. My sister's a nurse. My brother-in-law is a firefighter. My dad works in a clinic. My stepdad was a fire chief. So like everybody's in it. I'm not in that. But I can understand. Um, I, I can't, I guess, understand what they're being faced with right now. Um, just having to go to work and then knowing, you know, that they have to now wear like masks and plastic over their face and just to take care of themselves, but also to protect the people that they're, you know, taking care of. Um, I think there's just a lot of confusion. Like I have no idea what I think because I have really no idea what's actually going on mm-hmm. or um, what it's going to all lead to, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think there is this element that, Going into this, there was, um, you know, for I don't know how long, via via technology, via the the internet, as you said, there had been this um, awareness that well, what is truth? This, you know, is it is it real news? Is it fake news? Is it is it a hoax? Is it you know, just in general, even before all this um, started in two thousand twenty, um, what do I believe? Who do I believe? Are they just trying to? Um, you know, hype up emotions and, and things like that. And so I think that has also been a contributing factor right now. And then I think there are individuals, unfortunately, that um, are maybe intentionally feeding into that, mm-hmm. as well as um, some people are just responding out of their own fear. I don't, so I don't think they're necessarily trying to cause harm, but um, they're, they're trying to um, help, but it's but they haven't necessarily checked all the facts, haven't necessarily played it all the way through. Right. And we're so susceptible to that because we're just human. Yeah. So we hear something and we see something and I fall into this too. Like I I try to be careful about it. But if you see something, then 
if it makes you feel any like heightened emotion, you want to share it. You want to go, oh, did you hear about that? Did you see that? So I think you're right. I think that um, we have to, we're being called right now to be even more aware of not only what we consume, but what we put out. Because everything has energy and we are affecting everybody by what we, um, what we share. I think that's a great point. This idea of um, being intentional, slowing down and, and being able to, um, when we get information, when we get something or when we have our own thoughts, um, maybe slow down, pause and slow down before we decide to do something with it. Because if we wait a little bit, we may have more information or if we think it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there was, there was something that came out, um, uh, last week and someone passed it on to me and it, and it was this scare that there was going to be this shutdown that, that happened and that was going to be, um, shutting down, um, grocery stores to a certain amount of time or gas stations to a certain amount of time. Now, the irony of that was that later that night, the Illinois governor did say that there was going to be a lockdown, which for some of us was what we were doing already. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just now was put in place um, to that next degree. It was only for essential workers. But as I th- thought through what that, um, that original message was, excuse me, <clears throat> it didn't make sense because by by saying it was only going to be a certain amount of time that the grocery stores were going to be open or the gas stations would be open. Gas stations, as a general rule, don't even need a gas station attendant today. You can just do it at the pump. So that didn't make sense, so negated that one. But if there was only a certain amount of time for it to go to the grocery store, like a short amount of time, well, then you would have increased amounts of people there, which is exactly why we're not doing it. You can't do social distancing if you make everyone go through um, a door at the same time. So I think my my initial reaction when I saw that was fear and concern mm-hmm. about what was going on. And then when I paused and stepped back and, and looked at it closer, that wouldn't make sense. That mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense that that would be, that would be imposed, mm-hmm. um, especially if it wouldn't based upon what we're currently trying to be fighting. Yeah. So I think this idea also of social responsibility, of how do we help – um, first responders, how are we helping indirectly helping the individuals that work in the hospital, um, uh, by not going, um, to the hospital if I'm having minor symptoms or if I, um, cause right now with all of our, our anxiety or awareness of what's going on with our bodies, um, we may be feeling, am I having, do I have a fever right now? Do I have, well, maybe the room is just warmer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Know. We've joked even like in the grocery store, we'll hear someone cough or sneeze and we're like, oh, yeah, like breach. Yeah. <laughs> they have it, you know, like yeah. kind of joking, but also it's real that we're that much more aware of it right now. Yeah. And I think we have to, again, even settle in with our own um, awareness of ourselves. Well, we need to increase our awareness, but then also even play that a little bit through. So we're not mm-hmm. reacting to it because it may just be, um, well, you have three layers of shirts on. Maybe you need to just go down to two layers. Right. So um, it may not actually be a fever. You just may be warm. Yeah. And um, if it is a fever, maybe it's not the coronavirus, you know, because there's a million other things it could be. Exactly. And so um, so I think those are some things. Um, so um, what are some other things for you regarding this, this time period? Um, you know, people now are 
were being asked and being told, not even asked anymore, being told to stay in mm -hmm. and, and remove ourselves from any type of socializing that we had done typically or a normal so socializing. And for some people, they're now going to be working from home. I know even for us as counselors, even though we're considered a essential um uh, essential to our community, we are working out of the office, but we're working um, uh, uh, with telehealth. So we're doing all either the sessions online or via phone. So we're not even seeing clients in person anymore. Um, and we're fortunate enough that we can do that. Um, mm -hmm. What things for you, just your thoughts about um, the concerns regarding that for people? Yeah. So um, I actually had a really difficult experience with this last week because it was my 30th birthday mm. so along with many other people you know just having like that time I mean there's weddings going on right now people have I have a, a girlfriend who's supposed to fly out to Hawaii today and she was so excited to go and she's not going to go anymore um, I mean everyone has a level of disappointment and their expectations being let down um, right now so I'm not saying that my 30th birthday was more important or or even to be compared with anyone else's. Um, but personally, last week, as this was all kind of unfolding, I was learning as much as I could while also being aware of trying not to um, become overly afraid or panic. I just wanted to like gather as much info as I could mm -hmm. so I could make a, I don't know, an educated decision about what to do for my birthday. <laughs> like, sure. You know, what do I do? I see people. Do I stay inside? Um, so my family basically planned like a birthday dinner at my mom's house. And they were going to have like uh, 11 or 12 people there, which obviously at the time it was re recommended to not be in groups larger than 10. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really like thinking of it like that. It's not that if they had a couple less, I'd be like, OK, I'll go. Um, I was really just more so trying to look at it as as though it could be um say say that i had it right say that i had the coronavirus and i didn't know because it's you know possible that you mm -hmm. could have be asymptomatic yeah, yeah for up to two weeks even yeah. and um i thought about that and i thought about like the spider web right my mom has patients my sister has patients um my brother-in-law has patients basically and then my grandmothers both have heart conditions so although I had part of me who, and I'm saying this story because I think that a lot of people can um, maybe benefit from considering how to sort through this in your head, because you'll have emotions that say, well, it's fine. It's just one day. It's just one dinner. Um, what if we are all going to die? You know, what if it is that scary? Then shouldn't we just be with each other? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we hold each other and like cherish every moment with each other? But I think that, um, I think this is just an amplified version of what we kind of always do when things like this happen. And we let our emotions take over and we lean into that instead of allowing some logic to come in and say, well, if this wasn't my birthday, and it wasn't like a special day. If it was just Friday, March 20th, would I get together with a group of 12 people if I was learning all this news right now? Mm -hmm. And if I knew that potentially I could be harming or even maybe potentially killing someone, right? Like that's the very extreme. Sure. Um, but I had to let my mind go there, not in a fearful way, but in a smart way, mm -hmm. in a logical way. 
And so I ultimately decided, although it was very difficult for me to come to this point, um, to not go. Mm -hmm. And everyone else went. So my whole family got together for my birthday and I I didn't go. (laughs) I wasn't there. Um, So although they weren't mad at me and they weren't, you know, it wasn't like a catastrophe, I did feel a lot of inner turmoil. So I can understand if people are, um, you know, falling into even at the very least peer pressure to go out to each other's houses or, um, you know, even like leaning into that YOLO mentality of, well, screw it. You know, this, this is all just a mess. So let's just get drunk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there before, so I understand it, but I'm at a place in my life where I want to assume now and always that I'm going to, let's say, live forever or live till I'm 120. So why not take care of myself and the people that I love as if that were true? Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I can make hopefully better decisions. I don't know if that was the right decision. I don't think that there is a right or wrong decision in my birthday situation or any other, but you have to like remove your emotions as hard as that is and try to um, make whatever decision feels like the smartest one. And the best part about it is the next morning it was over. It was like, oh, right. That was no big deal. And my family still loves me and I love them and I'm still 30 years old now and like everything's fine. So, you know, it's an interesting thing about we, we, we pick things, right? Um, as milestones, we pick things as things that are important to us, or we get in our mind that this is what I want to do. And at that point, our perception is, is that now we've wrapped value around that. Mm-hmm. And in many times it, and I think that's one of the things that is definitely coming up right now. We're having outside things telling us, no, you can't do that. No, we don't want you to do that. No, there's risk here. And then we have to, um, uh, internally, what are we going to do with that? You know, we go through emotions of disappointment and um, frustration and anger and maybe sadness and, or, or we get the other side, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyways, or justifying why we're going to do that. And, and I think being able to sit with those emotions, because if I am angry, is it just anger and frustration or is there something underneath that? Mm-hmm. Is it is it really driven by fear or is it driven by a deeper sadness? Mm-hmm. You know, and so what's what's the two or three layers down from that initial my initial response? And on normal days when when life is normal, which clearly it is not right now, mm-hmm. um, we may not even give enough time to that. We may just react to it, respond to it, get busy and distract ourselves, which is what I want to talk about next. Um, and um and not even see that there's something uh, down there. But I think this idea of um, the seed of being planted of social responsibility, um, that there's a responsibility that, you, and again, not making judgment on anyone that did get together, right. but but you made um, a, a choice of doing what you did um, to go in, or in this case, not go, because you didn't want to potentially harm someone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I so I think sometimes this higher order or higher value system is what allows us, at least allows me to be able to put some of my initial thoughts and feelings into a um, into perspective. Yep. So let's talk about um, 
this idea that um, because we went from whatever our normal was two, three weeks ago, a month ago, and now all of a sudden everything's in disorder, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is turned upside down. Um, that sometimes we, even if it's not using um, mood altering chemicals, right? Um, maybe it'll be just use the um, using busyness to distract us off of other things. And and what have you noticed? If you've noticed um, your your normal routine, you know, mm -hmm. it dawned on me last week, right? Oh, I don't. Okay, so I'm a little inconvenienced because the restaurants are closed, right? And um, so I you know won't be doing that, but. Over half my meetings are at coffee shops, and then they became close. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't eat food there. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. But it was about it being a place, and so then that was a disruption, um, or just the fact that people that I see, you know, and I normally go there, I don't even know their names. I haven't seen them now, you mm -hmm. know. Or when we, you know, the the three of us meet, or other people that I meet, that was was disrupted mm -hmm. but how how much do you think uh, now with things slowing down I know you've been practicing this a little bit before this but slowing down or we're forced to slow down um, that busyness can when that busyness is removed other things might start popping up yeah yeah um, like you mentioned I I chose to do this, or I've been in this for a while, I guess. For like six years, I haven't had a job or a car. Mm. So to be completely honest, besides going to the coffee shop, <laughs> nothing has changed for me. Yeah. Um, I don't have a job. Like I said, I don't have a car. My boyfriend and I share a vehicle, but he's been gone a lot. So I think more than anything, I can deeply empathize with the transition that people are being forced to go through right now. Mm -hmm. And I do write about it in my book, um, Coming Clean, how painful that transition can be. Mm -hmm. Because not only are we just used to it, and r routine is something that we thrive in as humans, um, our identity is wrapped up in what we do on a daily basis. And whether that be your job or even you know, having your kids be in school and you have your own day to yourself to go to the gym um to go to the coffee shop to do whatever you do if that's been taken away which most likely it has um you're being faced with like a micro death basically and it can feel like a death mm -hmm. um and that's why it's so painful so when it comes to busyness i guess what i've learned over the last six years and especially in the last week of uh, working to release my book is that we are really good, like our brain is really good at finding things to do. So even when you lose your ability to go to your workplace or your usual routine, it won't take long for your brain to find other tasks mm -hmm. to fill the space with, even if that's like alphabetizing the seasonings in your cupboard. Sure. I mean, we'll find anything we can do. So I think I would invite... Um, all of us to notice what we're filling the space with now now that we're presented with this empty space to fill right the void that we're all so afraid of that's really uncomfortable notice what you're filling it with now because I think most of us are probably filling it with um, 
social media because it's there's a lot to see there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot there right now. Um, and then some of us are filling it with other things that maybe are not helpful. Um, maybe they are, but I don't. I don't think they should be measured or judged against one another because. I could look at mine and say, well, I've been so busy, but I've been working on my book, so it's positive. Yeah, but I've also been using that as a coping mechanism so that I don't have to sit and feel whatever's coming up for me. Um, Luckily, I've been here so many times and I've been here long enough that I know I need to force myself to step away because when I do, uh, a lot comes up. So I guess if someone's listening to this, just know that regardless of what's going on and how you're trying to fill the space, like there's something underneath. And I promise you, if you take five minutes and you put like calming music in your headphones and you just lay, I'm not going to say you're going to cry. If you're a female, you're going to cry. <laughs> if you're a male, maybe not. Um, I, and depending on how you are emotionally, obviously that could be different for, for everybody. But you're going to feel something. Yeah. And if you don't, it will demand to be felt in some way well and i think that is is, that's a great great point and a great opportunity that is happening right now it it is what's happening unlike yourself who voluntarily based upon some circumstances (laughs) and knowing that you your your order got thrust into a disorder now you could have right gone you know forced yourself to have your life to be the same way but it was so it was time to change right in this particular case most people didn't volunteer for this and so there's a temptation to be angry about it and it's okay to be angry right about about the sanctions and about things being imposed similar to being afraid but going below that and what else is going on? What is it that I'm really afraid of? What's the story that I'm really fearful of? What's the story that I'm really angry about? And that's different for all of us, but to be able to explore that and give some level of voice. And sometimes the voice needs to be um, initially on paper Mm -hmm. because if I, and I know me, and I've said this before, I know exactly who to call if I want to get more. If if I'm already sitting in my shit, if I want to get farther into it, oh, I know who to call. I mean, <laughs> I know who to, you know, because it just gets, you know, squishier and warmer and and they just help me, right, be, be to sit there. And I have other people I call that when I talk to them, it grounds me. And I can see a broader perspective, a bigger perspective. And I know that's more than just this initial layer of what's going on. And ups, and, and one of the upsides, and that's kind of what I want to get into next. So what are some things that we can do right now? What are some things that you're doing right now that you wouldn't be doing if this wasn't happening? Um, one of them may, you can reach out to somebody, right? And so if you sit sit with those emotions, sit with those things, and you journal them or whatever you want to call well, there's people to reach out to. There's coaches, there's counselors. If it, if it is necessary to do those things and, and use this as an opportunity to work with, um, for some people, um, doing those things now may be easier than ever because then I don't have to actually go and sit in their office. I can do it. I can do it online, or I can do it on the telephone. Right. Um, or I may reach out to that person I haven't talked to in a while, but that is that grounding person. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you're doing in this in this time period that 
your normal, even in your life, normal distractions aren't there. Normal mm-hmm. demands aren't there because you and I are not speaking. I mean, we are speaking right now, but we're not mm-hmm. doing speaking engagements right now because mm-hmm. all the classes and the workshops and the speaking engagements are canceled right now. Um, so what are you, what things are you doing right now that you wouldn't be doing if this wasn't happening? Yeah. Well, I think it's um, important to say that this time is different for me than any other time anyway because of releasing my book. So remove all of this nonsense. My life would be different right now, I think, anyway. Well, yeah, why don't you jump into that? Because what what, tell us about the book. Tell us about that whole the whole element of the book. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been on here talking about the journey I've gone through Mm -hmm. before in previous episodes And the book that I just finished writing and released, um, it's available for pre-order now. It's really a mix between like telling stories of my life, but mostly it's providing tools for people. So at the end of each one is a writing exercise, which you were just mentioning is a great time to, you know, this is a great time to do things like that because you have time, you have, um, you're, you're vulnerable right now, you know, so you're maybe, you can more easily access those emotions maybe. Um, so the book is filled with guidance and tools for people to really continue or begin their journey of getting closer to a life that's in alignment with them. So that's why, I mean, honestly, this whole thing that's been going on for me at first, I was like, oh no, like I shouldn't do anything with the book. I need to hold off till everything goes back to normal. And then the more I started to, um, reread my book and read posts from people, I realized how perfect it was. Because what I'm doing in the book is I'm helping you um, let go of your attachments to being busy, Mm -hmm. to um, placing your identity on your work, to having to go out shopping, you know, like thinking that you need a closet filled with stuff, or a bank filled with money, or a house filled with decorations, like, the things that you can have, sure, but don't attach yourself to it because when you have a moment like this, you realize how um, fragile everything is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that just, I it's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that we spoke today at this time period because similar to your book, it is um, just like with, with the counseling that we're doing, I... I recognize that people are scared. Other stuff's coming up for for people. Um, they're normal distractions. They're normal uh, things they use to numb themselves or, or focus on other things are now being taken away. Mm-hmm. We have individuals that um, the the homeostasis, even in their families and their relationships, are predicated on distance. Now... Um, now they're in the same household and there's no place for them to go, including work. (coughs) And so, um, in school. And so, um, what things can we do to continue to help people not only have hope, but actually tools to navigate through this time period? Um, similar to the question that I asked you about yourself, what would you be doing? what, What are you doing now that is only happening as a result of these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a question that I want other people to be asking themselves um, that may be listening. Um, What things am I choosing to put into my 
into my into my space, into my headspace that's life giving for me. How can I grow through this time period? Um, that that this is a growth time period. Um, not just, yes, things are being taken away. And and yes, there are things that are scary and unknown, but it's also a time for, for us to grow, um, and to expand. And, and even if that is in a different way than we ever would have thought, and it surely isn't a way that any of us would want it to be. Um, but it is what's at hand right now. Yeah. And isn't that always how it happens? At least in my life it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I, I always have plans mm-hmm. and, um, and then life. Um, has different ones. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so Kylie, regarding, uh, just speaking of your book and, and speaking of the tools that could be coming from the book. And I do, I am glad that you faced that concern and, and pushed through and got it out. I know you've been working hard and working hard on an audio, um, aspect of that as well. Mm-hmm. If people were interested either in the book or in the audio book, or just in talking with you in general, mm-hmm. uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, I would say probably my website, which is KylieMLewis.com forward slash book, which is just yeah. cool to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, how to, and Kylie, why don't you spell your name too? Yeah. Just... K-Y-L-I-E and then M yep. for Morgan, L-E-W-I-S. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then on Facebook, you can find me at um, Kylie M. Lewis also. Okay, perfect. So Kylie, if there was something that you, you know, uh, to the listeners, and I know that, you know, now because we're talking together, there's going to be an expanded amount of people that will be listening just because so many people follow you. What would you want to share with them uh, during this uh, during this time period? Um, I think something that you kind of touched on, the fact that, like, we have these emotions, but what's underneath them, something interesting that actually has come up for me regardless mm-hmm. of my book or maybe because of my book, right? Sure. Um, inner child work Mm. like we all of us have this little little kid inside that is I think always like on edge in a sense because that's the essence of a child is that they are vulnerable right and they're uncertain and they're looking for guidance and support and stability and um, right now more than ever I think all of our inner children are just like freaking out. Like we, but like what's happening? Like, are we going to be okay? Like who's going to take care of me or whatever the question is. So, um, for myself included, this is an opportunity to go in and heal your inner child by being the stability for him or her by, you know, trying to comfort instead of feed the panic by really being careful about what you do consume. Notice how you feel when you're listening to something or watching something, because if you start to feel that tight chest and short breath and the panic and the heart racing, stop, Mm -hmm. pull yourself back and ask yourself, is this how I wanna feel? Mm -hmm. Because how you feel matters. Mm -hmm. And um, whether you think of it as your inner child or not, I think this is an opportunity for growth and healing for sure. Well, and I think going along with going along with that, I think there's certain types of time when we're going to go through discomfort and pain, and there's time for discomfort and pain that allows us to go to growth, and there's times when we have discomfort and pain that is life taking, 
And so those things that we've been talking about that you may be exposed to something and it causes initially a wave of fear mm. because it's making us uncomfortable, but using some of those exercises that you were talking about and sitting in it, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a growth pain, like yeah. working out, right? Yeah. Um, and if you resist that, then there won't be growth. Mm-hmm. But if I am doing okay, right, and then all of a sudden something comes across my newsfeed on social media, and then I notice that I my adrenaline spikes, and then I start reading it, and even though it spikes, I start being going into a fearful mindset, the world is, you know, the sky is falling type of mindset. Yeah. Now I have to be aware of maybe I shouldn't go to that news. Maybe I shouldn't go because number one, it may not be 100% accurate. Right. Two, is it coming from a grounded source or is it coming from someone who, you know, some situation that has a vested interest in this particular feeling? Mm-hmm. I think those are when you were talking about guarding yeah. ourselves from those exposures yes. and going, no, I don't need to touch that electric fence again. I know how it's going to be. Yes. And, um, that's not growth. That's life taking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very important distinction because I agree. I mean, in order to grow, you have to endure discomfort. I guess it's about, like you said, choosing, you know, is this unnecessary discomfort that's not going to help me? Or is this something I do have to face and sit with and endure so that I can grow? Yeah. Perfect. Kylie, thank you as always for coming in and just sharing your um, your own personal journey and, and your own awareness as you're doing it, but then um, sharing your message. And I'm looking forward to reading excerpts from your book. Yes. So, thanks for having me. Okay. Um, thank you for being with us today. Um, throughout this time period, we are going to be um, sending messages of what we can do during this time period, because even though this is an unprecedented time and a time period, which none of us necessarily would want this to happen, especially because of how it's impacting um, businesses and impact um, uh, the vulnerable population. But for us, it is an opportunity to take this adversity and turn it into a growth time period. Uh, Thank you for being with us and we will see you next week.